I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Pav here. Before we get into this episode of the top 10 of anything, I want to give a shout out to our latest Patreon toppers, Nancy Trickle, Lisa Buchanan, and Kim Mendez. Thank you so much for your support. It really means the world to us. Now you too could be like Nancy, Lisa, and Kim and check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. That's T-O-P-T-E-N-P-O-D-S. Thank you once again to Nancy, Lisa and Kim. And now let's start the countdown. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown. 10, 9, Back not so long ago, the movie song would be your introduction to the latest upcoming movie. Another trailer, if you will. Some foot-stomping, adrenaline-rushing banger, or an emotional-filled, glorious ballad where the video would have the artists singing their little hearts out, intercut with clips of said movie. Those were the days it seems like a thing of the past. And talking of things of the past, here's Fact Hunter Neil with 10 Movie Song Facts. Thank you very much, Pav. So here we go. Sorry, stuff a bit loud. <laughs> so uh, much for backing right. music. Yeah. <laughs> so, Great start. Great start. You Can't Touch This is the most used song in movies with over 15 credits. The Bodyguard soundtrack is the biggest selling soundtrack so far with over 42 million copies sold worldwide. Speaking of the bodyguard, witness I Will Always Love You held the UK top spot longer than any other movie song. It was there for 10 weeks. The first ever movie soundtrack you could buy was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. White Christmas by Bing Crosby is not only the biggest selling movie song, but also the biggest selling single in the world. The first film to use songs was The Jazz Singer in 1927. <laughs> Due to the intense physical demands of singing, none of the cast of Les Miserables were allowed to drink alcohol. 
Henry Winkler was first offered the role of Danny Zuko in Greece and even tested on the Summer Nights song. And Mark Knopfler refused to do the soundtrack for The Princess Bride unless Rob Reiner included a piece of memorabilia from the film This Is Spinal Tap. On average, it costs around $60,000 to use a popular song in a movie. Oh. Oh, was that yeah. it? That's it. That's oh, all ten. Sorry. Well done, Neil. <laughs> Thank you very well much. Well done. Sorry. Oh, dear. What a great start. What a great start. I was all over the place then. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the top ten movie songs. I'll stipulate before we start that we've got no Disney songs in this one. Uh, we just thought, because that gives us another episode basically you can do a whole episode on disney songs uh thank you very much for the top 10 neil ladies and gentlemen let's introduce our guest it's someone we haven't spoken to for a few years and that's without covid that's just when we've been to it for a few years ladies and gentlemen jess bracy is joining us wonderfully to see you hey. so good to see you guys so how long ago was it when bus stop radio uh was all a rage that, that's I... got a Seven years, years ago? ago, seven eight years ago, I'd say it was when we, it was when we started, wasn't it? Also, it was like twenty thirteen. We started podcasting. Was, we started the pancast show for it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it. yeah, that'd have been twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. So I, I went into the life of freelancing, set up bus stop radio as like a community internet radio station, and then things got a bit busy, and then I had to leave the country. I wasn't, like, arrested or, you know, exported <laughs> or anything like that, or deported. Um, and, and that's the story. Yeah. Oh, I mean, how cool would that have been if we'd have known you and you were a fugitive? That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, like, the best getaway, because I'm like, oh, no, Jess Bracey would never get away as a spy. <laughs> yeah, and then, then we're talking to you, and all of a sudden the cops burst in. We could go yeah. viral, because they're dragging you away while you're doing number three of your top, top movie songs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you where I am at the moment just in case yeah yeah, we'll keep that that on the down low as I think the kids say Uh, right so yeah so movie songs Um, I mean you came in you were a guest on our movie heaven I think weren't you yeah, that yes. was probably about seven years ago. So that would have been around about the same time. So we know that you love movies. Um, how hard was it for you to whittle down ten movie songs? It was difficult, but I think I took a lot of the movie songs from family favourites, what I grew up with, and just the films and the songs that resonate most with me. And then um, there's a few in there during my time um, working and living alongside the military because, you know, you have the, the standout military films sometimes that have great soundtracks to go with it. So, but I'd say a lot of it has been influenced from growing up in Gloucester with a... Uh, the friends and family. Right, right. Because I must admit, I said before we went on air that this was, I had the biggest sort of pre-top 10 lineup. I had at least 45 songs mm. on my list and they just kept coming. And then so I was talking to somebody, oh, Mel, who we've had on the podcast a couple of times. And she said, oh, did you have such and such on? I went, oh, no, I didn't even think about that one. So it could have easily been 50 songs on, on the list to start with. So it was very hard to whittle them down. Um I think, yeah, I think I've got a couple of surprises on my list. So, right, let's kick them off. Jess, give us your number 10 movie song, please. So my number 10 is a really random one, and you're probably going to laugh when I say this, uh, but it's from the film Ali G. 
Okay. And it is Majuli. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it with my parents, which is shocking. Um, and my dad always loved that song, so playing a bit of Shaggy in the car. Yeah, it was Shaggy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's someone that seems to have... Didn't he have a resurgence in a couple of years ago with Sting? He, he did. They went on a huge tour and did an album together. So what was that all about? I don't know. Sting finding his inner reggae, maybe. Yeah. Is that what it, so That's did they do, like, out, Me Roxanne? Did they do <laughs> that? Me Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't hear any of that stuff. I didn't know whether or not it was... It was like it was like a tribute to the police, and it was just like reggae version. Well, mind you, a lot of the police stuff was sort of reggae, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, good movie though, Ali G. I, I think that doesn't get the the sort of kudos that it should get as a movie. It's really funny. I think just uh, Sasha Baron Cohen as an actor is incredible. When you think of him and just how diverse he's been from Ali G, Ali G to Borat, he is. A talent. People think he's a fool, but I think he's a very talented fool. Mm. I do, yeah. He's I a bit agree. of a comedy genius, I yeah. think. The way he gets people to react and interact with him, I think it's amazing. And I know I've a lot seen of Ali G in ages. No, Martin, Martin, Freeman's, Martin in, Freeman's in it. I think Tony Way's in it as well, I think. Yeah. Um, I think loads of people have said this, but I would have loved to have seen Sasha Baron Cohen's version of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Because he was originally supposed to be Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, and then... It didn't go the way... I think he wanted to concentrate more on the sordid side of Freddie's life. He wanted life, it didn't no he? holds, didn't he? And yeah. the rest of Queen didn't want it like that, so... No, no. Okay. Fair enough. Good start there, Jess, good start. Uh, Neil, then, you're number 10. So it's Running Up That Hill by Placebo, yes. their version of it, on Daybreakers. A vampire film starring Ethan Hawke and William Defoe and that. But that version, I think, is even better than Kate Bush's, to me. And uh, it's on my uh, playlist um, quite regularly. So, Is that your workout playlist, Neil? Not running at that hill. That's, that's more of a sat down <laughs> chilling playlist, my workout playlist on that. It'd be the slowest workout ever, wouldn't it? Because uh, they really stripped it back. It wasn't, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good version. Have you ever heard it? still have the wow, wow, wow bit on it. Yeah. Oh, did it? All oh, right. Okay. But yeah, it's, um, it's a great song. It really is a good song. So, I can't say whether I've ever heard it or not. I would I would suggest checking it out. It's beautiful, the way they've done it. Beautiful. Okay. Haunting, I think, is the word. Yeah. It's one of those bands you think, where are they now? Because, you know, back in the mid-noughses, they were all, mm. all over HMV when we used to go and take our pocket money to buy a CD that week. Yeah. Now, they did say... The one where the lead singer had, like, floppy hair but wore makeup and stuff. Yeah. Yes. And they did trials like Nancy Boy... And that Nancy was great, yeah. boy, that was it. Yes, yeah. yes. I wouldn't be able to sing it to you if I. I don't think. How did it go, Jess? I'm not. Singing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm on the radio. You wouldn't I want to be singing. Song, I, don't, I don't sing the song. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got quite a unique voice, hasn't mm. he? Right. So was that the, was that that was their big hit, wasn't it? Nancy boy and um, what's the other one? Oh, I can't think off the top of my head. Sorry, right. but yeah, there was they had two big hits. Running up that hill did well in America more so than here. Oh right, but, okay, yeah, okay. But I highly recommend checking it out, pal. All right, highly thank recommend. you. I will do that. Uh, well, I'll find when we we have our video playlist that goes with our um, for the Patreon. So I'll I'll have a listen to it then when I do that okay my number 10 uh is singing in the rain by gene kelly from the movie singing in the rain uh, i love gene kelly i just think he's mesmerizing to watch he's like one of those effortless dancers but he doesn't really 
he didn't really look like a dancer. Do you know what I mean? He seemed quite mm. sort of almost like a boxer. He seemed quite squat and quite sort of chunky. Well, not chunky because he wasn't chunky, but you know, not my kind of chunky. But he didn't have the usual dancer physique, did he? Well, like, well, like Fred Astaire was very sort of slim and elegant, whereas Gene Kelly seemed a bit more. I keep saying squat, but he was like obviously he was shorter. But Singing in the Rain, that whole section of the movie is just fantastic. Obviously, it was. Um, taken off by Morecambe and Wise, wasn't it? The very mm. famous scene. But I think I'm right in saying that it was a little bit like um, James Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life, that he had the flu when he was filming that. That, that one song, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he he yeah, was really bad. Band, and then yeah. Obviously, uh, but you wouldn't know. No. You just wouldn't have a clue that there was anything wrong. He was like, at the height of his powers. Um, and any movie with Gene Kelly in it, I, I would... Apparently I would he was a bit of a git to Debbie Reynolds in it. Was he? Yeah, uh, you know, oh, wow. pushing her more than she could, telling her she couldn't sing. I was, I was just in one of the books I've been reading recently. Ruined so, one of my heroes for oh, me, Neil. sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hearsay, isn't it? It might not be true. It might not be. Or he might, he might have been doing it just to get a, a fantastic performance out Exactly, of it, pushing her, pushing yeah. her to her limits. But there you go. So that's my number 10. Go on then, Jess, give us your number nine. Okay, number nine... I- I see a theme rolling here now I'm ashamed to say it okay so my number nine is taken from the Fifty Shades Freed film so it was the the third one in the series and I remember watching this um, in RF Akrotiri in Cyprus when it was released back in 2018 and the cinema was filled to the brim with girls who were drinking from their bottle of wine with a straw and there was one guy at the back on his own just like watching Fifty Shades and there's a track in it um, by Julian Michaels who's done a lot of country music since then um, and it's called Heaven and it's just a really lovely track. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, that was awful as well. I don't know why I watched all three of them. It was so weak. It was definitely one of those phenomena that seemed to like be really big, but then really disappear really quickly. Mm. Hmm. It was really weird that it was the, the, when you're in the middle of it all, it was the thing that everybody was going to see and um, sort of took over from Twilight a little bit in regards to something that women could go and, not being sexist, but like women could go and watch it on their own Hmm. in the cinema. Um, I've, I've not seen any, of them I, I, I really saw the first one that was enough for yeah. me did yeah. you read the books Jess? I never read the books and the people said I, I read a few pages and then had to turn it down because the grammar was so terrible <laughs> um, but Jamie Dornan I, I, you know everyone fell in love with Jamie Dornan because of those films but when you see him as an actor in serious dramas mm. um, there was a great film about an Afghanistan war correspondent and he was the photographer for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the film but he is just an incredible actor as a serious mm. actor, not, you know, mm. get, getting do- dookie with it. <laughs> yeah, he was very scary in The Fool, wasn't he? Yeah. With Gillian Anderson, he was very scary. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that either. Oh, I'm not going to be any good with this. I haven't seen any of these <laughs> things you're talking about. It gets about. better from my side, don't worry. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, go on then, Neil, you're number nine. So it's Mr. E's Beautiful Blues by The Eels from the film Road Trip. It's a really happy, go-lucky song. Um... And, well, I'm a big Eels fan anyway, so it's always on my agenda. But they do a lot of movie songs, Eels. They've done a lot in Shrek um, and other bits. 
But this one, yeah, it really fit with the tone of the film. I don't know whether anybody's seen Road Trip. I think Tom Green's in yeah, it. A long time ago. Yeah, it's basically, just to sum it up, a, a couple make a sex tape. He accidentally posts it to his friend at uni and they've all got to go off and uh, try and rescue the tape before uh, anything gets published. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's a great song. It's a real feel-good song. It just, yeah, makes me happy when I hear it. And I hear it a lot. Mm. Well, you, everyone knows, listen to this podcast, you're an Eels fan, aren't you? Oh, yes. One of your favourites. Road Trip was one of those movies, that sort of, it was when American Pie was like the big mm. thing, wasn't it? It was all that. Yeah. I think, yeah. Did, they, did they make any sequels to that? I don't, not off the top of my head do I know. If they did, it would be direct to like video or whatever they called it, yeah. direct. I but, can um, remember finding it quite funny. It was very funny. Yeah. I still find it funny now. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good film. They did really well at the cinema, apparently, you know, for its, its genre. So It had one of the guys from American Pie in it, didn't it, I think? Oh, didn't it have one that was actually, like... Um, oh, yeah, it was... The one I that had the affair with Stifler's mum. Or the well-spoken oh, one. I don't know. If only there was some kind of, like, information <laughs> superhighway I could look at to get this information. Movies, yeah. <laughs> it's like encyclopedia. Oh, but it was very oh. much at the time, like, what was it? Not another team movie that was out. All of those, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of those sort of films. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were a bit... But some were really funny. It's really yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Old School was another one. It was very funny. That's where Will Farrell became uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. a bit of a sensation, wasn't it? That's that right, one? that's right. Okay then, my number nine. Now, I could have chosen any song from this movie, uh, but my favourite song was one that wasn't even in the actual musical, and it's Grease by Frankie Valli from Grease. Mm. So the first song that I think was written by the Bee Gees, or at least written by Barry Gibb, I think. Yeah, I'm um, sure it was the Bee Gees, yeah. But a great way to start a fantastic movie mm. that again could have been any song really from this um this movie um i also used to love the cartoon at the start when especially the bit with the car with the two bums sticking <laughs> sticking out of the car because <laughs> it was all about moon was it moonies they call them yeah, yeah oh god that takes yeah. me back <laughs> you didn't realize how rude it was until a few years later and you, you look watch it again you think that's a bit saucier than I remember. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of bits in it where it gets quite sort of near the knuckle and mm. with, with what they're talking about and things that they do and stuff. You don't realise it when you're watching mm. it as a movie at Christmas and everyone's enjoying the songs. And then when you get a little bit older, you sort of realise that the lyrics to Grease Lightning are a little bit more raunchy yeah. than you thought yeah. they were. Yeah. Oh my God. Very much so, isn't it? As yeah. it I believe um, <laughs> one of the streaming services that had it cut certain bits out of it for fear really? of offence you know? oh why there's nothing, there's nothing offensive about it no. it's just it's the way we are now yeah, it's just yeah. naughty words that's all it is it's just, <laughs> just words. naughty words yeah anyway yeah so that's mine Greece Frankie Valley by um, by Greece no from Greece <laughs> <laughs> by Greece <laughs> by Greece from Greece for Greece uh, Jess your number eight please Okay, so my number eight is from the film The Beaches, and it's Bette Midler's um, Hero. Did you ever yeah. know that you're my hero? Uh, uh, Wind Beneath My Wings. Wind Beneath, Beneath My Wings, that's the song. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those films you can't help but cry watching it, and you just want to hug your loved ones, and yeah, it's just one of those films that gets you right in the feels. Well, I must say, I've, I've, never seen, I've never seen that film either. Um, and we, who cares about spoilers? So why is it so sad? What happens in it that... 
Oh, it's about, so um, it's about two friends um, who've known each other from childhood and they grow up together and one of the friends um, gets cancer and she sadly passes away and the other friend looks after her daughter um, into you know, later years in life and that's what the song's about really, The Wings Beneath My Wings and, and yeah, it's just a really, really lovely song. Oh, well, thanks for bringing everything down to us. <laughs> you asked, you asked. It's, it's, like, it's like the Kramer versus Kramer sort of weepy, you know. It oh, right. just gets no, you. Is there cancer in Kramer versus Kramer? No, but it, in the same sense of everything is there to trigger the emotions, isn't it? It's, it's oh, done right. purposely. Like Avengers Endgame, you mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I understand <laughs> More like the now. Champ- put it in that context, I understand. Come on, Neil, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> there was always a thing at the... Uh, there's a bit at the end of that song where it sounds like she's singing out a tune. Yeah. When she, I can't, I, when she's singing, she's going, fly, fly. <laughs> God, it sounds like she's singing out of tune. I like Bette Midler, I must admit. I think she's um, she's a lot of fun. Not that I know her personally. I didn't go out with her last Friday. <laughs> I just know. It's a bit like, like that. That one moment. Okay, what happens? Yeah. Uh, go on then, Neil, you're number eight. Uh, Perfect Day by Lou Reed from Trainspotting. Um it's a beautiful song. It really is a lovely song. Um, very mellow. And it fits the moment. It's sort of a weird bit, but it's the OD moment in Train Spotting where he sinks into the floor and then obviously gets rushed to hospital. And you hear the perfect Is that day. perfect day? Is it? I yeah. Is that was on? Okay. Yeah. And it plays right through all the way when he's getting his uh, help and right into that bit. I, I love the song. I mean, I didn't like the, um, I have to admit, I didn't like the ensemble piece they did with tom jones and all that on the bbc yeah do you remember that i really like that do you oh i did especially the bit when bet midler sounded like she was singing off key (laughs) off key (laughs) how did it go again (laughs) (laughs) it's um what annoys me is the um it's i have to say it's heather small and tom jones Right. Everybody's really subtle and gentle, and then they come in and go, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't be doing that. No, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think, well, especially those two, I don't think they can sing subtly, no. can they? Well, no. Tom Jones just is is like a... The voice. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's never going to do anything subtly. And that's no it, disrespect to Tom Jones. I think he's an amazing vocalist. Oh, God, he is. And the fact he's that he's... What, what is he, 80-odd? 80, 80 must be. I think Get he's me close. Yeah. Yeah. If only we had some kind of information superhighway, I could find out that information. <laughs> uh, I just noticed that he's booked to play in the summer at Longleat, to do a gig in Longleat. What, yeah. Tom Jones? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Running around away from the lions. Yeah. <laughs> <If you laughs> listen, started, it's not unusual, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He'd scare him off, wouldn't he, with that voice? Go away! Can you imagine that's the way they did a gig? They just uh, <laughs> put him in the compound and open up the gates. Calling me fatter. Yeah, think I better dance now. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I love it Tom Jones I'd spend you. 20 quid on a t- ticket to go and see that <laughs> oh wouldn't we just <laughs> oh dear okay good one Neil well done okay my number seven um, was from the movie The Graduate and it's Mrs. Robinson Simon and Garfunkel fantastic song brilliant song. I, I, I think Paul Simon's one of the greatest songwriters of all time um, 
underappreciated, I think, as well. You when think? you talk to people, I do, because you talk to people now and they're like, oh, I didn't realize he wrote all of that. I didn't realize it was him. So I do think he's a little bit underappreciated. Do you just go up to people in the street and start talking to them about yeah. Paul Simon? I just shout, <laughs> Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, imagine if you had two friends called Paul Simon, Paul and Simon. Have you got two mates called Paul and Simon? I got a Simon. Have. I haven't got a Paul. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's. Um, I, I I love the film as well. The film's mm. it's a very much a film of its time. I think I'm surprised no one's really done a remake of The Graduate. Well, I've been lampooned. A lot, yeah, they've it? tried to, haven't they, remake it? But I don't think it's one of those ones that's going to work now. No, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Mrs. Robinson, they're trying to just seduce me. <laughs> is, is, is that your Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have the, <laughs> squash, <laughs> I didn't have the nasal bit quite right. Uh, do it again, do it again. Vic, two Vicks up my nose. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson... <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll move on, move on. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't realise this is it now. The new thing Neil starts doing impersonations as we are. Well, I'll take over from where you left off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's my, uh, <clears throat> that's, yeah, me. that's my number seven. Um, Jess then, give us your number seven. Oh no, that was oh, my number eight. that was your number eight, wasn't it? Oh shit, yeah, no, that was my number seven. I've gone and gone, I've gone, jumped the gun. Oh, you need to oh, swap them around. I'll swap oh, it around right then, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, that'll be my number... Oh, I'm going to really confuse everything. But that was my number eight, which was my number seven, but will be my number eight. Jess, what's your number seven? It's interesting because my number seven is Mrs. Robinson from uh, the film The Wolf of Wall Street, but by the Lemonheads. Right, okay. Still a good version. Yeah. So it's a bit more rocky, but I just love that film. If I'm, if I'm ever on a plane, I'll probably watch that film twice because that means I'm almost there. Yeah, it's like three-hour film. It is. Yeah. They watch crazy. it first, and then I'm, I'm almost in Dubai. So yeah, <laughs> but I I'm a big fan of um, sort of films based on real life stories, and that was just such a crazy story that you think, gosh, this is actually real. And the soundtrack is epic to that mm. film. That is one yeah. mad film. It's, mm. It is crazy, and when you think that, like you say, it's based on a true story, makes it even even crazier with some yeah. of the stuff that the guy got up to. Mm. And so you think Leonardo DiCaprio, he didn't even get a look in for the Oscars with that. And I thought mm. his representation of his character and just how obscene it mm. was, um, was a shame. But obviously he went on to win his Oscar in the end. It's he a great did. movie, but nobody in the movie is that likeable. Do you know what no. I mean? No, no one is. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, no one is. It's a weird thing where you don't really like the person, but mm. the movie is so intriguing. Mm. I suppose, I don't know whether you you feel a little bit happy that he sort of gets his comeuppance at the end. Mm. But then he's, I, I, I'm assuming he's rich now, because didn't he do, like, self-help books and... He did, and... and uh, stuff on how to become rich and... And the story of Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. the yeah. story sold millions, didn't it? Motivational speaking. There you mm. go, see? Yeah. And they yeah, say and crime doesn't pay, does it? No. Hey? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Get a lot of stuff and go into high performance, that's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> go on then, Neil. Your number seven. Uh, my number seven is Pimble Wizard. The who? Pimple? Tommy. Pimple Pim- Wizard? Pimple Wizard. Oh, Pinball Wizard. I Pinball Wizard. Pimple. I thought it said Pimple. No. Pimple Pim- Wizard. Pimple Wizard. Pinball Wizard. Pinball Wizard. Oh, who? Tommy. It sounds Tommy. like Dr. Spot or something. <laughs> 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 you watch on like Dave or something. Pimple Popper. <laughs> Pimple Popper. Pimple yeah, Wizard Pimple by... Pimple Wizard. The who from the right. film Tommy. 
which is also a musical. But um, I really like that song. Um, Elton John actually sings it in the I was going to say, I thought it was Elton John. Yeah, you haven't never seen this, have you, Perth? I've Tommy? never seen it, no. No, no. I, I, it's, it's worth watching. Have you ever seen it, Jess? No, I haven't. No. no. It's just because Roger Daltrey looks scary. It's the, the whole thing is quite creepy. Oh. Um, Tina Turner bit is honestly really quite, as the acid queen, that is quite freaky. But it's Ken Russell. Right. So that says it all, if you know what a Ken Russell film is. Yeah. Bette Midler doesn't turn up, does she? <laughs> what did she say again? That would be an acid trip, wouldn't it? Wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> but uh, watch the movie because Keith Moon is legendary as the uncle. Uh, right. Honestly, he's so funny. You know? okay, is that but, streaming anywhere? I haven't seen it anywhere, but it probably is. It must be, I would have thought. Yeah. But, have yeah. If only there was some kind of electronic device I could look and yeah. see whether it was streaming anywhere. Where's Blockbusters <laughs> when you need it? Exactly. exactly. Where is Blockbusters when you need it? Uh, right then, my number seven, which was my number eight, but I've decided as we do it to move it up to number seven, um, is Let the River Run by Carly Simon from the movie Working Girl. Um, obviously, I was a massive Harrison Ford fan back in the 80s. I had a massive, I don't know what they used to call the big massive posters the movie posters Neil used where to get oh I can't remember what they were called yeah I had one on my ceiling where it had and not for those reasons it was just because it was a big I didn't have anywhere else to put it it was a big poster Um, but I had that cover up on the ceiling (laughs) exactly that's the reason Jess yeah Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) and uh, I had the the soundtrack to Working Girl because the the sort of motif the musical motif of Let the River Run was it all the way through the movie it was part of the instrumental bits but it's a great song and I don't know if either you guys have watched Working Girl you've never seen it Jess is that Jennifer Aniston? no it's um, Harrison Ford Melanie Griffith and Sigourney Weaver with um, Alec Baldwin and also Joan Cusack but like there's big 80s hair Mm. Um, yeah it's a great movie great ending to the film and just it's a fantastic song to go with it have you have you watched it recently Um, I think I watched it about six months ago yeah Oh, really yeah. enjoyed it. Really, really? it's on is Disney it Plus. Oh, is it? Well, it's dated because it's it's, oh, it's a real eighties eighties movie, but it's just loads of fun, and it's mm. um, Melanie Griffith um, hoovering in the nude. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that gets my ticket. <laughs> I don't know why I did the Eric Eric Morgan with my glasses there. No, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, there you go so that's my number seven Jess what's your number six number six is I've lost it where's it gone oh um, The Great Gatsby again another Leonardo DiCaprio film Jack White Love is Blindness okay um, again I think song. the soundtrack to that film is unbelievable so it's a Baz Luhrmann film um, yeah just the lyrics in it it's brilliant. Love is blindness, and that's basically what the film of Great Gatsby is all about, and love and debauchery and mm. work hard, play hard. But the soundtrack is so different. So you've got everything from um, Jay Z in it to Jack White to Lana Del Rey. It's so diverse, um, but it's all set to the sort of nineteen twenties mm. prohibition times, and with a bit of a jazzy edge. Yeah, it's a great movie. I really that, look, it's it. not. It's not a cover of the U two song, is it? Because I know U two did a song called "Love Is Blindness." Is that not? Is it? 
Or is that is it an I think original it's a song? One. I'm trying to think now. I think it's a different version. Right. Okay. See, I, I, are you a fan of Jack White then, Jess? Yes. Yeah. I think everyone's a fan of Jack White when you learn how to play the drums or the guitar, trying to play <laughs> Seven Nation Army for the first time because it's just like doof, 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 <laughs> and everyone knows the White Stripes because of that. <laughs> I've never been able to really get in. I can see why people would like him, but I've never been able to sort of get into him because. I don't know. I don't know what it is about him that I just can't seem to. He's, he's obviously a genius at what he does. He obviously is, but I just can't seem to get into to, to what he does. Just I think it, again, it was that, of the time a band like that, wasn't it? And because it was just so simplistic. Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a Marmite band, I think. The White yeah. Stripes. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, go on, then, Neil. You're number six. Extreme Ways by Moby from the Bourne series. Um, I, I, I've got I've got to be a lot of uh, um, respect for Moby in what he does. Um, you don't sort of seem to hear much about him now, as big as he was. Um, but um, he is still going, and the albums and songs are really still good. But Extreme Ways was on um, the uh, nineteen album, which followed Play. Obviously, Play had every song on every ad, but, but he sold the rights to everything. Yeah, I think it's an underlooked um, album. But the song is just really, I don't know, it's a oof song. Do you know the one I mean? Extreme no. Ways. Do that again. <laughs> there you go. Bit of motivation. So how, how, how does that one go? Would, would I, would I recognise it if I heard it? Yes, you would recognise it. It's a Moby song. You would surely recognise it. Can you just hum a little bit of it for me? Just No. Because no, I wouldn't do any credit. Well, I I'll don't care. You, I don't know what. I, as soon as you hum it, I might know what it is. No, but then if I hum it, you'll think it sounds like that, and it'll sound nothing like. Well, it no, because then I might recognise it and go, oh, well, yeah. Well, then just do the no, synthesizers. No, I, I I, I've got no idea. Moby is one of those ones that I might know twenty of his songs, but I don't know the names of any of the songs. Right. Well, I'll let you find out. I'm not. Just give me a couple of notes. <laughs> I can't. I really can't because no, I don't know how to do it. The pressure. Yeah. No, do you know I'm this sorry. one, Jess? Do you know? No, that's why I think you should sing it to us. Yeah. Thank you. See, two um, one. Um, no, because I can't, I really can't. I really can't. It's all synthesizers and mixing. I well, then that's the easiest bit, isn't it? It's no lyrics. Well, no, is there? because it's like twenty different instruments at once. <laughs> well, play one instrument. There you go. It starts. Oh, that one. That one. That one. Right, oh, yeah. yeah. There you yeah, go. No, I recognise that one now. You would, you'll recognise it. Because you you've obviously seen the You sounded like films. Bette Midler, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and how did that go? Why, <laughs> why? You'll recognise it because, it, the, like, the very it ends um, with that. Oh song. well, that's good then. I'm glad it um, ends. The Born Identity, but they also used it in the. You've seen the Born Identity. I have, yeah. Right, okay. You'll recognise it when you hear it because it is synonymous with the Born the Born Trilogy. Such a tease, Neil. You're such a you tease. Need to, you need to experience these for the proper way. Well, yeah, but as I, as I say, any Moby song, you tell me the name of the song, and I have no idea what it is. Yet I probably hear the first. 10 seconds of it and I go oh I recognise that I know what that song is why does my heart you know that one wouldn't you feel well, so I'm saying it's no good telling me the title no that's the Come title it to me yeah. it's, that's all the lyrics is as well why does my heart and then you got five minutes of me Oh so, God! Okay, I so got you can do an impersonation of whoever it was. He did an impersonation of earlier on. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. See, Dustin Hoffman, but you can't sing a. Couple it was of that bars good of... you remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sing a couple of bars of extreme. I really can't. Music. You'll understand why because it's uh, yeah, yeah. You okay. Understand. All right. Okay. 
Okay, right. Uh, my number six is from Moulin Rouge, and it's your song by Ewan McGregor. Um, again, I could probably have picked any song from Moulin Rouge. Um, you talk about uh, Baz Luhrmann, Jess. Have you seen the trailer for the Elvis movie that he's got coming out? No, I haven't. It looks amazing. It really does. And um, Tom yeah. Hanks as Colonel Parker is yeah. just, you wouldn't know it was Tom Hanks. I mean, as soon as you hear him talk, you know it's Tom Hanks. But, yeah. you know, it looks amazing. The guy they got playing Elvis is weird. In some of the scenes in the trailer, he doesn't look like Elvis. And in some of the scenes he does, mm. it looks like it's going to be I think it's going to be amazing, blast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you know a... anything Baz Luhrmann put his name to, you're like, that's going to be, that's a, that's a good one to look out for. Well, he yeah. hasn't made a film since The Great Gatsby, has he? No. So it's been a long time coming. Mm. I do. I definitely like his style, the way that he yeah. makes. And, and Moulin Rouge is one of those movies, I think, within 10 minutes of watching the start of Moulin Rouge, the first time I knew that I was going to love the movie. Because mm. it was just, it just fitted into the groove of what you love and the way that they did the different songs. And, and your song is a song that I've heard a million times, you know, the Elton John version, and the way that they actually ramped it up and made it even more emotional and beautiful. And I think the way Ewan McGregor sings it is fantastic. It shows just what a great singer he is and what a great... He's one of those bastards that's got it all, hasn't he? He can yeah. sing, dance, he can act, he's in Star Wars, you know, he's, you know, he does everything. Um, but for me, that's... There's that and Come What May, I think, are the two songs I really... I really love uh, the elephant medley was good. The elephant medley was good, and that was the thing. My my two two of my daughters went to London to go and watch it live on the stage, uh, and they left. I think after about twenty five minutes, because they did the elephant medley, and there was things like "Take on Me" on it in it, and a Katy Perry song. And they went, nah, fuck this bullshit. They said, <laughs> wow. they went out and then went to go and get a drink instead because they they love they know Moulin Rouge like mm. word for word. So they're like singing along and then all of a sudden they put, and I can understand maybe from a performance point of view, they want to mix it up and put different songs in and maybe change it and make it a bit more contemporary for what the movie was. But my daughters hated it. They just wanted to sing it the way that it's in the movies. They said, no, nah, we'll, we'll go and have a drink. So they've just found a bar in London and just went and had a few drinks instead. Oh. They, they wow. were really, really disappointed because they were so looking forward. They said the set looked amazing. It looked fantastic when it started. And then they started like, putting different songs in and it just really turned them off. So they, yeah. Yeah. But they went and saw Magic Mike the, the night after. So they were <laughs> happy. <laughs> they were happy. Did happy. they like that by any chance? What, the Magic Mike? Yeah, yeah they loved I it. Yeah. 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 I don't okay. think they were worried about what songs were playing in that <laughs> and whether they were stuck to the script on that one, I'm pretty sure. What, they got music in that? <laughs> well, I think there's some kind of, I mean, some music for them, for okay. the men to dance around to. I, think. I don't think they were worried about what yeah, kind of music. Yeah, it's I bet it is, Neil. I bet it is, Neil. I bet you hum the words to that, wouldn't you? But no, I'm too busy dancing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, go on then, Jess, your number five then, please. Okay, number five is from the film Bridget Jones's Diary, and it is Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. Oh, you said that like you were on the radio then. I did that. <laughs> Expecting <laughs> the music to just start. <laughs> <laughs> uh good good tune though yeah it is a great tune i think again it was just a a film of the time when it was oh what's his last name hugh i can't remember his last name grant Grant, Grant, i was gonna say hefner but i was like he's definitely not oh god no he wasn't in that one i'm sure (laughs) um yeah it was just a film of the time and again you watch it back now and you think gosh that was the early noughties and Mm. such a great film the show the the, um, soundtrack again is brilliant to it and um, yeah it was a film series that got weaker as it went on wasn't it the, the, yeah. the three I didn't really like the third one at all no and everyone complained about um, Renee Zellberger's plastic surgery because she looked oh, completely no. different to the first film that's right yeah she became my uh, um, what was it villain one year didn't she for the plastic surgery I'm sure on the Pancast show because she became unrecognisable. Yeah, she was completely different. And the thing yeah. about the first one was it also had one of the most, I'm not that I've ever been in a in a fight, but had one of the most accurate street fights ever, <laughs> where Hugh Grant and Colin Firth are just like slapping and <laughs> yeah. waving kicks at each other with no actual blows being, it wasn't a Hollywood fight at all. No. Was it? It, was just, it was a proper British fight, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. And everyone was like, fight, fight in the restaurant. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't seen that film for ages. Normally, long time. But that was that was a very British kind of movie, wasn't it? Yeah. It just felt like a very British kind of movie. But oh, it was yeah. another sensation, wasn't it, from the books? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they do? Th- they did. Yeah, they did do three, didn't they? Didn't yeah. you have a baby in the third one? Um, I, I can't remember. Wasn't that what it's called? Wasn't it called Bridget Jones' yeah. Baby? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I just can't Definitely remember. Got locked up it. in a Thailand prison. Yeah, and then the third one, she had a baby. What, in the Thailand prison? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the third one was a real downer. It it wasn't a comedy at all. It was a a gritty police uh, prison drama. Ended up on Gloria Honeyford's banged up Brits abroad or whatever. Yeah, or uh, Bridget Jones' Midnight Express Part (laughs) 2. Yeah. Oh, my Lord, yeah. (laughs) 
directed by Alan Parker. That would have been great. I'd have watched that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Go on then, Neil, you're number five. Golden Years by David Bowie, um, not from Night's Tale. Um, I, it's one of my favourite David Bowie songs. I actually am a big fan of A Night's Tale anyway. I think it's an underrated a little family gem I really do find it a lot of fun when I showed it to my kids they loved it but I love the scene it's the dance scene and it's another one of those medieval films that uses modern music you know they're they're vast of those sort of films Um, (laughs) but yeah it's a great song it's a real I mean jolly song isn't it for Bowie I think yeah and I just love the whole scene of the dance and it works so well that's the Heath Ledger movie yeah Yes, yes. Paul Bettany is in it as well. Yeah, um, I, I'd highly recommend if you've never seen it, watching it. It's a great family film, and it's pure fun. There's nothing about it that's offensive. It's just a lot of fun. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's he's a great actor, wasn't he, Heath Ledger? Really? When you oh, he's very good. Actor. He was yeah. so good, so charismatic. Such a tragic waste, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Bringing it down again, Neil. Thank yeah. you. Speaking of films and things I hate about you, he was in with the floppy hair and all. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And of course, Brokeback I mean, Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. He was with Jake Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal. Mm. Yeah. Good and The Dark Knight, of course, which was yeah. the one that's what you were posthumous yeah. Oscar for um, okay my number five uh, is a song at the start of a movie that even any time I hear it now always brings a tear to my eye it's Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog <laughs> from the Muppet Show I love this song Muppet Movie you mean what did I say Muppet Show you're right yes the Muppet Movie sorry thank you Neil just um, yeah he's just sat on his little lily pad with his banjo um, how's Paul- it go why are there so many songs <laughs> about rainbows? Yeah, that's easy. Ding, ding. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> See, I don't shy away. Well, that was um, nearly there. Was yeah. nearly Paul there. Williams. It was written by Paul Williams, who wrote loads of like songs from this in the, especially in the seventies, that like were standards. I can't remember any of them now apart from Rainbow Connection. Um, but again, the Muppet movie is one of those movies that I absolutely love. I can just remember watching that the first time. And I was a, a massive fan of the Muppets like when I was a kid. Mm. And this song just sets the whole movie off beautifully. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's great, a lovely song. It's a beautiful song, Neil. Beautiful. I would recommend anyone just to go and just listen to the song. Mind you, the Muppet movie is, is great. It is great. It's a great movie. Thank you. I'm very proud of it. Thank you. Good. Well done. Well done. <laughs> okay, then, Jess, you're number four, please. Okay, so number four, I'm going for Back to the Future, Huey Lewis and the News. Oh. Have love. Nice. Mm-hmm. Great. So, yeah, that was in my list that didn't quite make my top really? ten. It's a great, great, yeah. great song. My dad is an absolute, like, super fan. His office is just, like, covered in Back to the Future future stuff. He's been to see the musical every Sunday. It's always on TV, and my mum's always complaining, but he loves it. And, yeah, it's it's just such a great film. Really enjoy it. It's it's on my list of the, like, a perfect movie. 
Mm. Like I've got a, probably about a dozen movies that I class as like per, like Jaws is a perfect movie. The first Star Wars movie is a perfect movie, and Back to the Future is one of those movies that should never ever be remade. No, there is lightning. Well, literal lightning hitting the the the, the tower clock in a bottle. Um, and that song, I, I love songs where it's just the first couple of notes and you know what song it is. It's the burr, burr. Oh, it's, it's, it's Power of Love. Yeah. And it's a great, and he, he turns up in the movie as well, doesn't he, Huey Lewis? He yeah. does. He's the, um, when, when Mark is doing the, uh, shit, what was it? He's got a loud hailer thing, hasn't he? Telling him that he's just playing too darn loud. He's oh, a yeah. teacher, isn't he? Oh, yes. At the audition, when the, his group is auditioning to play the play the school gig or whatever it is. Mm. Did your dad say the musical was good? Yeah, he loved it. He was a bit nervous. Again, I think same with going to Moulin Rouge or anything of such a big name, you're a bit nervous thinking, are they going to do it justice? Mm. Um, and he said they completely did. The amount of times he's watched that film and he said the, the technicalities of the stage... And how they bring that to life was amazing. So he really enjoyed it. And so, so what what songs are they songs specifically written for it? Or are they taking like eight songs and repurpose them? Or I think they've just taken the soundtrack. Oh right, from the film, and then just produced it for for musical theatre. I think it's still going at the moment. Mm-hmm. Do they sing the power of? They must sing the power of love. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah right. they do. Because I remember seeing it on TV when the cast did a performance at the London Mayor's Fair back in June, I think it was, and they did a performance of it there, like on the streets of London. Oh right, awesome! It'd be Wonderful. one I'd like to go and see. That yeah. would be a good one to see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right then. You're number four then, Neil. Hurt by Johnny Cash from Logan at the end of. Of course it is, yeah. Perfectly to the tone of that movie. But also... Is that actually in the movie, is it? Well, it's... I know know it's on the trailer, but... Yeah, it's in the closing credits. Ah, It starts at the end, obviously, when... uh, From the grave through. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, What a song. I mean, we've spoken about it before on here. It's... um, I think Johnny Cash's version is even better than Trent Reznor's version, you know, the Nine Inch Nails. Um, and I'll probably get my head kicked in tomorrow from some of my mates who are saying that, but I prefer his version. I it moves me. Agree. It moves me. Mm. Um, and it is. It is a beautiful song. Um, yeah. It's and Logan, the, great film. Well, great film. One of the best trailers, that first trailer for Logan, Yeah, when it had the Johnny Cash song on it, mm. it was like, just take my money. I just want to see this film. And I prefer it in such black a, and white as well. Oh, it's great. It's so much better. I don't know why it makes it so much better, but it does. It really does. Have you ever seen Logan, I haven't. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Huge Jackman in that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's good. And And, they don't shy away, do they? No, it's it's like a hard arm. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's not a a sugar-coated... Marvel um, movie, Marvel movie, <laughs> superhero movie. It is it is gruesome and gritty in places, and um, but a great way for him to sort of sign off as yeah. as Wolverine, wasn't it? It's a, it was. it's a great movie. It really is. And Stephen Merchant's in it, Jess. And Stephen Merchant's in it. <laughs> yeah. He is. Yeah. Quite a big role as well. Off of the telly. Yeah. Off of the off telly, him. Off of the telly, <laughs> off of the telly <laughs> with the Bristol accent. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I think does he? He still has a Bristol accent in it, doesn't he? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. he tries to do a bit of an American, but you can hear the all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't escape it, can you? When you're from the West Coast, no, 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 you can't. Uh, well, my number four is also uh, with Mr. Huge Jackman. Um, and again, I could have picked any song from this. And anybody that knows me knows how much this film affected me when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from The Greatest Showman. Uh, I've chosen From Now On, which is the the song sort of near the end when everything's looking bad and everything's looking down. Um, I've I've had a go at singing this one and it's so hard to sing. It is There's a couple of bits in it that's quite easy to sing, but man... I mean, he's he is a guy that can do it all, Hugh Jackman. He's just amazing at everything, and he's great at everything he does as well. Um, there isn't there isn't a dud song in the whole movie of The Greatest Showman, and um, from now on, I think it's just is a is a great song. Let alone a great song from a movie, mm. it's a great song, and. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it because I just start crying because it's the greatest showman. Anytime I watch it, I just start crying. It's crazy. I heard rumor that they're doing a stage show of that. Now. Well, it makes it would make sense. Perfect sense. I would it? rather because they've also been talking that they're going to do a sequel. Oh, really? And the thing is, I've, I've I did a little bit of like fact diving in about um, P.T. Barnum, and he wasn't a nice man. Not at all. He, he wasn't the way a hero. He, the yeah, he wasn't a hero. It was, no, it's the way he treated the what, the freaks that he called them. Yeah. He treated them not like he did in the movie. So I think it would be very hard for them to portray him as a hero again in another film. But it's it's tailor made to go on the stage. It just is. It is. <clears throat> you know, it is. You could audition for the main role, Pav. I could audition for the like the the bearded woman. <laughs> 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 maybe i could audition for that possibly possibly i mean you know i, I could be a, i could be a they them couldn't i, I could yeah. go in and do it Bring the sass. i could absolutely but yeah you know the, the first time i saw it my wife was really worried because i sat there like with my arms folded all through it and we came out of the cinema and she said you didn't like that did you i said i fucking loved it oh my god i gotta go and see it again i just had tears streaming down my face all through it and then every time i watched it afterwards when it came out on blu-ray there was something about that movie it's just like because it's not it's not no pun intended it's not the greatest movie it's quite sort of full of stuff you've seen before do you know what i mean and and tropes and and cliches and you know you know sort of how it's going to end kind of thing but there's just that little sprinkling of magic in it it's just uh, i don't know i don't i don't know how to explain it and we spoke neil didn't we for mm-hmm. the this country podcast we spoke to the the, the lady that wrote it yeah, absolutely Bix, and that was that was you know forget mm-hmm. about the american version of this country i wanted to just talk to her about the greatest showman because i wanted to find out all the stuff but yeah it's, do you like every character in it how does my friend zach efron rate for you he's fantastic in it he is, he is fantastic he's another chap that i think is so underrated oh my god he deserves to be a lot bigger than he is because i think he's I mean, a great I... actor he's great at singing and dancing he's proved he's got it all and, and, and he a... he can do comedy drama yeah it doesn't matter what he can do he can do it yeah 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 and what a what, he's a good-looking chap. And he's a good-looking chap. He's delightful, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even but then I, I think the whole, the whole movie, I mean, Zendaya 
Zendaya, Zendaya. I mean, she's just so talented. Mm. And, and also, she, it's a way, it's weird how in one movie she can look like she's 15, yeah. another movie she can look like she's 30. And yeah. but she, the way she acts and she can sing and dance as well is, yeah, that's that's why they're in these movies because they're like the top one percent of people that are talented and got it all. Yeah. You know, they never hit an ugly stick uh, on an ugly branch on the way down the tree, did they? The lot of them. Gets. Yeah, where I was stuck in the ugly tree for all my life, I never even got that. Oh, I'm just no, saying, no, just no. saying, bearded lady, I'll go for it. <laughs> okay, then, Jess, your number three, please. Okay, my number three is from the film Pretty Woman, released the month I was born, so June 1990, um, and it is Kiss by Prince. The she's in the bathtub in the hotel with her yeah. cassette tape, and she's doing the, and then Richard Grant, well, it's not Richard Grant, Richard Gere. Richard Gere. I'm getting all the wrong names today. I should have written this down. If only there was something like a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, um, and I, I, oh, it's just one of those films. Like I can never get bored of watching, and it's just yeah, I love it. The piano scene when he rolls up with the rose and the limo and sweeps her off her feet and. Yeah, it's Love it. I haven't seen that film for a long time, but I must admit, and I'm not a massive fan of um, of rom-coms as such, but I think that was one of the ones I pretty much enjoyed because it was also the fact that the, those little moments of revenge... Mm. I, I love those like moments when she goes into the shop to start with and she gets totally sort of blanked or told to leave and then she comes back in... I love yeah. those kind of moments in movies because it's just it's just nice to see people get their you know get the comeback and you know yeah, yeah. It's a quote that she walks into the shop and she goes I was the lady that walked in the other day and you didn't want my credit card big mistake huge <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just moments like that yeah really love that film it's great it is it great is. and a fantastic song as well yeah I did say in a, a couple of episodes ago about my my uh, thoughts on Prince and Kiss it's a fantastic song mm. without a doubt go on then Neil you're number three needs real no instruction Eye of the Tiger Survivor Rocky 3 um, still love it now <laughs> it's a real pumped up song isn't it when we all went to watch Rocky 3 at the cinema we all came out and wanted to train with that soundtrack going I bought the single uh, it's still on my playlist to this day I just think it's a real um, positive song do you know what I mean it's real yeah. real uplifting and yeah there's nothing more to say about it. It's so popular. I think it's probably one of the. I'm going to use the horrible I word, but I think it's one of the most, I one of the most iconic movie songs out there. To be honest, you know, yeah. I think everybody gets to know it and does know it. So, and and that is one song that is really hard to try and sing. Have you tried that, it? Have you? No, I wouldn't. I would just wouldn't because it it would just ruin your throat. Because that guy sings at the top of a range that are like mere mortals can can get at. but i will say i actually prefer burning heart from Do you? yeah from rocky four rocky four was the the movie i watched where i went out and bought a punch bag and put in the, the like the, the family garage and would get myself a pair of like gray sweat tops and, and sweat bottoms and put shorts on the top and and got one of those what are they called like a not a bobble hat what is it when it hasn't got a bobble on it beanie yeah, beanie, that's it. Well done, Neil, that's it. <laughs> and then go out into the garage, put that on, and then pretend I was rocking, yeah, and do all that sort of stuff. But yeah, Burning Heart, although you're absolutely right, Eye of the Tiger is, is iconic. It is, the it is iconic. There's no other way to say it. Without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, right there, my number three is from the movie Way Out West. 
and it's Trail of the Lonesome Pine by Laurel and Hardy. Um, it's the first chance I've had to put Laurel and Hardy in any of these top tens that we've done. And as a kid, I've been brought up on Laurel and Hardy literally all my life, from my my granddad to my dad to then myself, trying to sort of put it onto my kids, but because it's black and white, they, there's not anything worth looking at because it's black and white, because it's old. Don't want to look at old stuff. Um, and Trail of the Lonesome Pine, I can remember me and my brother performing it for the like the family, you know, just pretending that, well, he would, I would hit him over the head with something. I can't remember what I hit him over the head with. <laughs> I honestly can't like remember. Yeah, it might have been. It should have been a hammer. Um, yeah. I don't mean it that way. I mean, I don't mean it should have been a hammer. And then to be accurate with the movie, it should have been a mallet. That's what it should have yeah. been, but I don't think it it was. Um fantastic so i mean I, I, know that, I know that neil's a massive laurel and hardy oh, yeah. fan as well jess are you a laurel and hardy I, fan? I am so oh what was the film that was released a few years ago where oh stan and ollie yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that mm. it's really just a heartwarming but sad at the same time just yeah in their history because you know for, for a younger audience that didn't really know about lauren hardy i thought that was a nice introduction to to what they were all about but mm. of course iconic aren't they absolutely yeah. iconic yeah I, I actually went on holiday to America back in the 90s and uh, we went over the Blue Ridge Mountains just as we hit the trail I put that on the CD on the well it was tape then on the tape player did you yeah and we listened to it as we drove up onto the Blue Ridge Mountains I thought it had to be done had to and be also done. where west is where the the dances and of course we, we we recreated that for one of our pancast live shows didn't we, we did Neil? and we, i mean how many it. how many hours of rehearsal did we do for that oh it was weeks <laughs> we really did to try and get it right <laughs> i wasn't joking we actually did like rehearse for weeks yeah, to get it right didn't we oh my was, god it's not as easy as it looks it's not as it easy way. as it looks no no but it was fun though it was a lot of fun just shame nobody filmed it i know and the MC Hammer one. They never, no one yeah. filmed that either, did they? Never mind. Never mind. Um, okay, then, Jess, your number two, please. So we've already mentioned this film, um, but I've chosen a different song. So I've gone for The Greatest Showman and The Greatest Show, because if there's ever a time you need to feel like pumped or to get you started for the day ahead, I just think it's amazing where it starts. Oh, just the way it starts, you're instantly like hooked. And what a way to introduce a film. And I remember um, this was just released when I lived in the Falkland Islands. And every time I DJ at the, the Gull and Penguin, um, that's what the squaddies would ask for, was like, oh, can we have the greatest show? And we had like sing-along versions in the cinema. It's just an amazing film. And yeah, same as you, every time I watch it, I cry. Mm. Can't help it. It's just such a brilliant film. Yes, Pav does a very good version of it. Yeah. He really does. I must admit that was, I did. Um, I was very lucky. Well, the last time they did the Phoenix Festival, uh, I, I had a spot up there, and I started with that. And the trouble I have with that song, because I think we also didn't we start one of our pancakes live shows, shows with it, yeah. didn't we? And and like my my kids and my grandkids were in the audience, and all I have to do is watch them. And then the bottom lip starts going, which is very hard to sing when you've got your bottom lip going. And it's the bit when he goes, everything you ever want. Every... I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking I'm gonna cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> and it's, but it's a great, like you say, to start a gig off with that song just gets everybody going. And it's just right, again, you know what it is right from the first, whoa, everyone yeah. knows what song it is. 
And it's yeah, it's an amazing bit of songwriting. It just is. It's an amazing bit of songwriting. Well done, Jess. I'm glad we've got two greatest show uh, yeah. greatest showman songs in there. <laughs> Wonderful, but not a not a single duplicate so far. So yeah. far, unbelievable. Go on then, Neil. What's your number two? So I could have picked any song from this soundtrack from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I'm going to go with Sweet Transvestite because I do love the whole sequence of that where it leads in to Eddie coming out of the chiller and everything. I just, yeah, it's, um, yeah. I just, I, I think it's, I love all the songs and I've seen it both on stage and I'm a huge fan of the movie. I must watch the movie probably a couple of times a year. It's my feel-good movie. And I love the songs, I really do. But Sweet Transvestite, it shows Tim Curry at his best. There's another talented singer. Mm. You know, he really was a talent. And uh, are you both a fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show? Absolutely. I was um, that was my number eleven was Rocky Horror just because of Meatloaf. Um, so my dad and I were on BBC Radio Gloucestershire a few weeks ago when Meatloaf passed, because mm. um, that was my very first gig when I was three years old. Was seeing Meatloaf, um, wow. and he was just such a talent. And to, mm. you know, mm. of course, there's so so many talented people in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but yeah, Meatloaf always does it for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I was like seeing Susan Sarandon in just a brown panties. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Richard uh, O'Brien you kept telling me what in brown panties yeah no, I, I, I just like seeing anybody in brown oh, Neil I'll see you in brown panties I don't care do you, do you go full dress up when you go see it at the theatre no I've got, I went to see it um, on the 25th anniversary um, we'd been to London I went with my friend we'd been to a funeral uh, but it was an uplifting funeral so we decided to go and see whether there was tickets available for any show and the, there was tickets for the Rocky horror show we went we sat and it was right on the front row which isn't great but behind us my uh was a lady a rather a larger lady in all aspects was in her basque and my friend was bold uh like was bold i mean he's passed away now and she's dancing around and i look round, and we're sat there in our funeral suits and uh he's got her lovely jubblers bouncing on his bald head i couldn't stop <laughs> laughing it ruined the show for me because she's jigging around and it's slapping him like that <laughs> honestly they'd come right out of the basque but i roared and he was like oh crying out loud <laughs> did she know Oh, every, I don't know. Nobody seems to care. I mean, have, have you ever been to sit on the stage? I've not, no. no I'd I highly recommend it because it's up, very yeah. interactive. So when Sounds the wedding's it. on, yeah, they throw it. rice and, and, and bread gets thrown. And, and it's a bit raunchier than the movie on the stage. Right. So like the bit when um, Frankenfurt comes down and sleeps with both Brad and Janet, you have the silhouette, but you see everything. So pulling oh, right. things off of things and yeah, it's quite funny. It is funny. You've got to be sort of a bit liberal. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you see a lot of anatomy. <laughs> I should, I should in the audience right that now. Is. <laughs> yeah. Dancing ones a theatre. We we saw a gentleman's backside and that's as much as I've ever seen in a theatre. Oh really? Fun, so I went to see um, Lenny with um starring Eddie Izzard yeah. as Lenny Bruce. And he, it started with him full front or nude on the stage. <laughs> so I've never looked at Eddie Izzard the same way again. That's one way to grab someone's attention. That yeah. Is. Goodness me. I didn't realise it was like that in the theatre, Neil. Oh, man, there's a lot of nudity. They do a lot in these plays. It's, it's 
crazy. Yeah. Be careful okay. What you're going to see. Yes. My number two. Now you'll know this song, but you may not know the title of it. But so I'm going to tell you the title. The title is called "Mad About Me." Have you heard of this song? Remind. No. It's from a little movie called Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope by Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. It's the Cantina song. It's and I thought I have to have that because it's like yeah. a massive part of my life. And it's called Mad About Me. So I didn't realize that until this week. Um, there isn't. I can't remember the name of the other song because in that same scene, it does. They do play another song mm. after you see Han Solo. It goes back to. The, the cantina band figuring Dan and the modal nodes. Um, <laughs> but I can't remember what they called that song, but the, yeah, the original one, the da, 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 one is called mad about me. So I, I must admit when I did that, I thought, ah, Neil's going to have this. He's going to have this in his top 10. Cause it's going to be like, it's going to steal my thunder. Cause I'm going to go guess what song this is, but then Neil's going to do it at like number seven or something, <laughs> but he no, didn't. I didn't. I didn't, didn't even think about it to be honest. There you go. See, didn't there even think about it. So that was my number two. Right, before we reveal our number ones, um, Jess, do you want to give us your rundown in your best broadcasting DJ voice okay. from 10 to 2? So starting at number 10, we have Ali G and Majuli. Uh, at number nine, we have Fifty Shades Freed, uh, the Julia Michaels track Heaven. At number, I think I've lost my flow already of the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I've mixed them up, so you might have to correct me. I think at number eight, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, and Mrs. Robinson. No, nope, that, that, that was number seven. That was number seven. Uh, number eight was The Beaches. Right. That's it. Bette Midler, The Wings Beneath My Wings When It's Out of Tune. Number yep. seven, Wolf of Wall Street, Mrs. Robinson, The Lemonheads. Number six, it is The Great Gatsby, Jack White, Love is Blindness. At number five, we are at number five, aren't we? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> I haven't even had any one today. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> Bridget Jones's Diary, Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. At number four, we went for Back to the Future, Huey Lewis and the News of the Power of Love. At number three, Pretty Woman, released in June 1990. It is Kiss and Prince, well, Prince and Kiss. And at number two, The Greatest Showman, The Greatest Show. Wonderfully done. Go on then, Neil, your 10 to 2, please. So at number 10, Running Up That Hill by Placebo from the movie Daybreakers. Number 9, Mr. E's Beautiful Blues, Eels from Road Trip. Number 8, Perfect Day, Lou Reed from Train Spotting. Number 7, Pinball Wizard, not Pimple Wizard, Pinball Wizard, The Who, Tommy. Number 6, Extreme Ways, Moby, Born Identity. No, I'm that good? singing oh, it. Number 5, <laughs> Golden Years, David Bowie from A Knight's Tale. Number 4, Hurt, Johnny Cash from Logan. Number 3, Eye of the Tiger from Survivor from Rocky 3 and number 2 Sweet Transvestite from the Rocky Horror Picture Show wonderful and mine is number 10 Singing in the Rain by Gene Kelly from Singing in the Rain 9 Grease Frankie Valley from Grease 8 was Mrs. Robinson Simon and Garfunkel by the um, <laughs> from the graduate <laughs> number 7 Let the River Run by Carly Simon from Working Girl 6 Your Song from Ewan McGregor by Ewan McGregor from Moulin Rouge. Five, Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog from The Muppet Show. Four, From Now On 
by Hugh Jackman from The Greatest Showman, three Trail of the Lonesome Pine by Laurel and Hardy from Way Out West, and two Mad About Me, Figuring Dan and the Modal Nodes from Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. So Jess, what is your, thank you, what is your number one movie song of all time? So my number one movie song of all time is from the film Top Gun. Uh, and it is you've lost that loving feeling oh right okay the righteous brothers oh. mm-hmm. um, I, I thought i was going to take a punt that it was berlin that's what i was thinking yeah, well. yeah there's so many you could have chosen so it could have been berlin take my breath away it could have been highway to the danger zone it could have been um great balls of fire the famous piano scene but i've yeah. chosen that one um because there have been two incident incidences where that film has come up in my kind of BFBS career so um the first one I was serenaded with that song by 200 people at a military function where they sang you've lost that loving feeling in the Falklands and I've been to the Top Gun bar in San Diego where they filmed the famous piano scene oh um, right yeah it's, it's just a great film isn't it, it everyone, is. everyone wanted to be a pilot after watching that and it's I think you know probably one of the most anticipated films to be released since COVID of course we had Bonds which took long enough but this has taken forever yeah for Top Gun yeah. 3 to come out so that is my n- number one when is Maverick due out by the way I think it's when June was yeah it? yeah blimey yeah I just wanted to be able to play volleyball like they did I wasn't worried <laughs> about it being a you know Getting all oiled up. The showers afterwards. You wanted to be part. Of. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make it smutty, Neil. Come on, there's ladies I'm just, present. The Come facts on. are facts, mom. There's bearded <laughs> ladies present. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right then, Neil, you're number one. So it's little green bag. George Baker's selection from Reservoir Dogs. I think one of the most, um, one of the greatest opening songs and uh, opening credit bits or, or whatever you would see pre, pre-title sequence of any movie and I love that song I genuinely love that song and I love the use of Tarantino did with it at the beginning of that movie it was like a shock wasn't it a, a jolt you're hearing a song that you didn't really know but you feel like you did um, used in a movie I think he revolutionised movie soundtracks oh that really is do. yeah but yeah great song and great use of it as well that slow motion walk, you know, that we hadn't seen that before. I mean, if you watch Peaky Blinders now, the whole freaking show is slow motion yeah. pretty much. Yeah. But, and the title's yeah. going up as well, if mm. I remember correctly, which was something that you hadn't seen before. Yeah, no, it was, it was just great, yeah. Great, great, great opening credits. Good choice. Uh, so, I don't know if this is the first time in 30-odd episodes, but we haven't had one single duplicate. Wow. Will that change with my number one? Will that change? No, it won't. No. Um, My number one, uh, everything I do, I do it for you. Brian Adams, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, mainly because this was like mine and my wife's song. Um, I mean, I think it was, was it 16 weeks at number one or something? And everybody got sick and tired of the song. Um, But it's the only song that I've danced with someone in a cinema. We waited. I don't even think we waited. We just was sat watching the film and then the song comes on at the end and everyone else had left the cinema. So me and my wife just had a bit of a, a smooch and a dance in the aisles, which was really, really nice. Oh. And the movie, I don't think the movies, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. I love the movie, but it's definitely one of those movies that you can see holes in it and you can see, 
you can see, I don't know, lots of bits that's wrong with the movie, but I do love that movie. Um, it's something of its time, I think. You know, Kevin Costner not even bothering to try and do an English accent. He just carries on, you know, with his Midwestern drawl or whatever it is. Um, but it's a fantastic song. Um, so, yeah, to look at that, 30 separate um, entries. So with a video playlist that will go with our Patreon, look, you'll have 30 videos to watch. So come and sign up to the Patreon with that. We had a couple of honourable mentions. Um, let me just uh, put them up. There we go. Uh, Karen Clark said, You'll Never Walk Alone from Carousel. Uh, the original version of the song, so I'm assuming she doesn't uh, support Liverpool. Uh, so you just wanted the song from Carousel. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Suna Mendez 1101 said, Purple Rain from, well, Purple Rain. Don't yeah. You Forget Me from The Breakfast Club and If You Leave from Pretty in Pink. Yeah. So that was a good one. Uh, at below underscore average underscore man has to be think by Aretha Franklin from the Blues Brothers. That is a great, yeah. great again, a fantastic. I mean, you could choose again any song yeah. from the Blues Brothers. It's a fantastic. Yeah, they're all great, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and at Noah Andy, hello Andy, one of our previous guests, Gary Jules, Mad World from Donnie Darko. Mm. So there you go. That's it. That's our top 10 movie songs, which we'll go. It's going to be nice in a couple of weeks time. We've got top 10 musicals. Mm. So that's, I think we might have a few sort of crossovers with that one, but, um, but that was fun, Jess. Wasn't that fun? So what are you up to these days then? I mean, you know, it's, it's been so long since we've had a chat. I know, since the last time I saw you in person, had like a proper hug. Yeah. Um, I've lived in Cyprus, I've lived in the Falkland Islands, in Bahrain. Um, so I'm very lucky to be a radio presenter for, for BFBS, the forces station. So we um, are basically a, a military radio station for the armed forces. Um, we've got stations all over the world. And now I'm based back in the UK for the time being. Um, I'm off to Malta next week. So we're recording a documentary about Malta getting the George Cross 80 years ago during the war. And yeah, it's like a proper history geek. I I love this kind of stuff and getting to play music and chat for a living. It's not bad, is it? So I really love it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I'm sure there'll be a time when we can have a proper hug again. Love it. I'm sure we will. Let us know next time you're in the Shire. And, I will uh, do. I'll be back soon. My brother's getting married this year, um, which is because you probably remember my brother from when he was yay high, and now he's grown up and getting married. I, I, I hate it when you see people that we used to remember as, as you know. Oh yeah, it just yeah. just shows you how, how time never stops, does it? So, uh, but yes, let us know next time in the Shire, and we'll 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 get together and have a drink and make sure the police aren't following you and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Neil. Do you want to tell everybody how they can get uh, in touch and get involved? of course i can so you can find us on all social media at top 10 pods uh do give us a click give us a like and a follow you can email us at top 10 pods at hotmail.com uh please send us uh what top 10s you'd like to hear come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods where you can get rewards such as our episode super early bonus episodes behind the scenes videos and even a chance to be a guest on your own show then check out all our links via link tree you can find the link in the show notes and please do come and subscribe and leave us a review and rating on wherever you get your podcasts from 
wonderfully done and we have new merch as well so we've got the top Ooh. 10 caps although it does look really dirty on the on the screen i'm not sure why it doesn't look that dirty we've got the t-shirts uh, we've now got mugs so if you look on the show notes there is a link there and if you're a patreon subscriber you do get discount from our merch as well so come and join our patreon obviously we've got the new video playlist as well um what else what else what else i think that's it i think that's it Jess, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great lovely to see, to see you. you. It really it has. Lovely to see, see that you. lovely smile. It's oh. been so long. It's been so long. <laughs> thank you so um, much for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it. It's been good. Really You'll come back again. We'll find another, another. Absolutely. Wonderful. That's all we need. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. To know. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Jess. Thank you very much, Pav. Thank you. Thank you again, Jess. My pleasure. And thank you, everybody. And let's start the countdown. 10, 9, 8, 